All right, and we're live here once again at In Your Head Wrestling Radio. Took a couple tries here. I don't know what's going on, but YouTube's being a bitch. As the kids say, or as Jackie Jones says, but we are live here once again here at the Jackie Jones Show. I'm Jackie Jones, the internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, the most honest man in all of podcasting. Doing it for the heady verse. There's all these technical difficulties, but I say, nay, they will not stop me. They will not stop me from talking to the heady verse. All the fine people, nuclear heat. Mike Whitcomb, Anthony Oberstar, Vic Schiavone, and all the folks that were trying to watch on the previous link, but it didn't work, but forget all that. We're here to talk about Winter is Coming. Winter is Coming just happened. AEW Dynamite Show. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff happened. Right off the bat, I really enjoyed the show. All right. Let's get right down to it. Look at this. Change the world. All right, so we opened up with the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royale, as they like to call it. It was uh, 44 degrees out, by the way. And I saw some people like, ah, pussies, that's not cold. It's pretty cold. Look, I'm in New England, and I know it gets a lot colder than that here, but to sit outside and watch a live wrestling match, live wrestling match is for, you know, three hours, that's pretty cold. It's also cold to be out there wrestling Without a shirt on, it's cold stuff. So anyway, Dynamite Diamond Battle Royals, the second year they're doing this. And uh, so it's for the ring. By the way, I don't have any rings that fit me anymore. I even found my class ring, and it's way too big. It's kind of a weird feeling, but it's a good feeling to know that even the ring that I bought when I was 17, year old, 17 years old is much too big for me now. We're going into the 45th year on this planet. But anyway, uh, MGF beforehand, he's like, you know, this isn't my ring. This is our ring, talking about the inner circle. Uh, I like Jim Ross calling Matt Hardy. He's like, Matt Hardy with the giant teeth. He does have giant teeth. I don't know if he should bring attention to that old man, Ross, but he did. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a fun. I always like battle royals. Are they necessarily great matches? No, but they're fun to see all the guys out there. I thought they told some stories here. They they had, uh, you know, some of the guys like Matt threw out some of the guys he's mentoring. You had some of the guys in feuds, you know, getting at it. Uh, they threw out um, Hangman Page one time, and the Dark Order caught him, you know, teasing that, you know, they're trying to the court uh, Hangman Page. I don't think uh, that would work, but I do think uh, eventually they've, they have to really convert a guy. Uh, not Hangman Page and probably not uh, Boom Boom, but uh, somebody down the line. We'll find out who. Um, uh, Miro looked great in this. So they really, this, I have not been a fan of how they've used Miro, the former Rusev, in uh, AEW, but I did like this. He looked like a badass because the man is a badass. He's throwing everybody around. He's beating some ass. That's how you use Miro. I don't want to see him playing video games. Fuck the video games. Video, look, if you play video games, that's fine. I know my co-host, he's off playing video games. He's opening up boxes and all that stuff. That's fine. But I don't want to see it in my wrestling. It doesn't, it doesn't connect. Especially this big badass guy, and he's playing video games. Plus, he's with Kip Sabian. The guy's kind, the guy's kind of a bum. 
maybe if he was his manager, but he's like the star. He's like, uh, like the the lead of the this duo, this trio, and he's like the least uh, the least important guy of the three, least important person. The other woman's even more is has more charisma than him. But anyway, here Miro looked great, kicking ass. I like the uh, him and Wardlow are facing off. Ward, I'm a big fan of Wardlow. Uh, I know there's a lot of people who are just, they're just, you know, uh, jerking the gherkin to uh, Brian Cage. I don't see much in this dude. You look at him, you're like, wow, he was impressive looking. Besides that, there's nothing there. He looks lost in promos. Not even when he's talking. Even if someone's talking for him, he's standing there totally lost. Uh, he's doing a – I don't really care. I'm, I'm not an anti-flip guy, but this guy is, looks like a beast, and he's out there doing all these flips, not particularly good. He blows up instantly Warlow to me is much better he wrestles like a big dude he has presence like a big guy he doesn't look scared he doesn't get he doesn't look lost out there i like Warlow. so yeah Warlow and uh miro stare down this was cool i would like to see this at some point in time i like that mjf and, and sammy guevara they're hiding behind Warlow. uh this was good stuff um, so they eventually get Mira out there. Then you had Sami Zayn and Jungle Boy doing a lot of fun stuff on the ring apron, a lot of uh, nearly getting uh, kicked out of the ring and, and staying in it. It was uh, done really well. Uh, eventually we did uh, – was MGF tossed uh, Sammy, uh, and both Sammy and uh, Jungle Boy, so that was cool. So then we came down to OG, uh, my boy Orange Cassidy, who was thrown out earlier but not over the top, so he's still in it. Uh, versus MJF and uh, and Wardlow, and uh, eventually Wardlow gets thrown out, and so then it's uh, so next week, it's MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the ring. So does MJF keep the ring two years in a row, or does Orange Cassidy uh, de-ring the man? How do you say that? Dethrone, de-ring? I don't know. But anyway, I like this good stuff. I would, even though I'm an Orange Cassidy fan, an Orange Cassidy mark, as the kids would say, um, I think uh, a ring suits MJF better. Orlando, uh, Orlando, Orange Cassidy doesn't walk around with a ring. Like you wouldn't care about that. Maybe if it was for sunglasses. All right, then we went into Frankie Kazarian versus Jericho for the first time ever. Frankie Kazarian versus Jericho. Uh, this is a good match. Jericho and uh, Kazarian, two really veterans, even though it's weird to think of Kaz uh, as a veteran, but he has been around for like 20 years. Uh, we had uh, MJF comes out, teases him, throw in the towel for Jericho. This stuff was done good. Uh, I've been saying this since the beginning. A lot of people have jumped on the Jackie Jones bandwagon by now, but my prediction has always been, ever since they were even teasing this, was that MJF will eventually be the leader of the inner circle leading to Jericho having a baby face run. The crowd wants to cheer for him. The crowd sings along to his music. Uh, and Jericho's a guy that always reinvents himself so he doesn't get stale. I would like to see this myself. Um, Jericho wins with the Judas effect. This was a good match. Uh, Jericho, then they're all fighting. There's inner, inner fighting within the inner circle. And Jericho says, you got seven days to work together. Or we're splitting up forever. We'll see where this goes. More dissension in the ranks. I like this because they're two bad guys. You got two leaders, basically. You can't have two leaders. Too many cooks in the kitchen. This is this leads to dissension. 
Uh, Young Bucks promo. There, the well, I did not find it funny that he just they just looked at the uh, Marvez like, don't you, do you remember when we kicked you in the face? And that didn't really go anywhere though. It's like the guy, the guy's like, yep. But he didn't say like, yeah, you assholes, or you know, this is my job. I have to. You, there should have been some some more interaction. Not just yep. I remember getting kicked. Marvez sucks. I'm a big AEW fan, but uh, Alex Marvez at the pits. Um, so they're going to be uh, wrestling a hybrid two next week. I'm a fan of hybrid two. I do think they need better gear, but I'm glad that they're uh, doing some stuff with these guys. Uh, really, the Young Bucks are kind of taking off where, where FTR left off, where FTR was like, they're not giving out title matches. You have to beat them to get the title match, which I actually like. Um, it works better for heel than the babyface being like, you have to beat us before you get the title match. Uh, but either, either way, you know, I, I think that could just be a rule for the tag belts in general. That would, I'd be fine with that. Uh, then two dudes, I have no idea who they are. They came out. I think they're called the acclaimed. Never heard of them. I, again, I'm, I'm a big AEW fan, but, uh, one thing they could do a little better is when people like this come out is explain who they are or, or, uh, tell me who they are before they come out. Cause I had no idea. No, I, it's almost like you're supposed to know. No clue who they are, and uh, so they start doing a weird rap, talking about the young bucks looking at the looking at their dongs, like in the in the uh, in their book cover. I don't know. This is strange. Um, so they're uh, then the hybrid two attack. So I guess they're gonna hybrid two is gonna fight a claim, and then a claim. I don't know what's going on. We'll find out. Uh, Britt Baker. Uh, so it was. I wasn't a big fan of this segment. Uh, Britt Baker, DDM, who I'm a big fan of, versus Layla Hirsch, who I'm also a fan of. Uh, really stocky, stout woman, a lot of power, very short, because I didn't realize Britt Baker uh, seems very tall. Uh, Layla's very short, which I didn't know. But uh, people give shit to the women's division, AW, sometimes rightfully so. But uh, Layla, I think, is really talented. Uh, probably needs a little sizzle as they would say, but a uh, really good wrestler, kind of like a uh, female Taz, like old school Taz, not, you know, go- not Yambag Taz. Uh, Britt Baker, probably the best uh, female character-wise in wrestling. Uh, good stuff. Really good match. Um, I like that they were going back and forth between the, uh, the lock jaw and the arm breaker, kind of reversing each other's moves. Um, eventually, um, Britt Baker gets a win. It was a nice little se- whole series there at the end of reversals and, uh, and moves into the, uh, into the lock shows. It was good. Good stuff. Uh, Thunder Rosa ran in and, uh, Layla did come in and give, uh, like a, a really nice, uh, back suplex to, um, to, to Reba then roll back out. And, uh, so we're continuing the Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker feud. This is a good match. I liked it. Uh, Team Taz, uh, Cody, and Darby, um, not a promo, but they showed like a video package, you know, about how this match uh, came to be, which I like that kind of stuff. And it was short. So like, if you've seen it, you don't have to sit through it all again. And if you haven't been watching the show, it's good to get a little bit of a backstory of why this is happening. Uh, Team Taz versus Cody and Darby. Uh, good match. Uh, Darby's one of my favorite guys in AEW, one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I think, is arguably the best uh, babyface in wrestling, even though he teases heel lately. Uh, team Taz, I'm not a huge Taz fan, uh, but I like, I like this team. Ricky Starks, um, great heel. He's very unlikable. You can just see him. He's got, like, that big head, and he's, like, a skinny guy with a giant head. I don't know. Something about him. I could never picture this guy as like a, a fan favorite, a, a baby face, but he works as a heel. 
Um, he's the most, definitely the most comfortable guy uh, in front of a camera uh, on Team Taz, outside of Taz. Um, uh, powerhouse Hobbs. I kind of like the guy, but he's very, very green. Uh, good, good idea to put him in, in tag matches. Uh, his match with uh, Brian Cager a few weeks ago was that was atrocious. Um, so anyway, uh, it's a good match. We got uh, Cody and Darby get the win. Uh, Darby gets uh, pins him, uh, tags himself in, and, and takes the victory. Uh, I like this match. Um, so then Team Taz uh, Cage comes in, and they're beating the shit out of everybody. Dustin comes in, and they're just about ready to finally take out um, Cody. And then the music starts playing, and video's coming up. Everybody stops looking at the screen. What's going on? And there it is. A man called Sting comes out. Wow, that was a big surprise. A man called Sting. He does this. He does that. He's as big as a bull. He's as quick as a cat. The Stinger is in AEW. I was very excited. I'm a huge Sting fan. Uh, I'm a big AEW fan. I think they treat the legends well. Um, they always do fun stuff, in my opinion, in the show, and they're usually not treated like you know goofballs. Um, he looked good. I saw some people saying, you know, oh my God, he's got uh, he's got you know, he's balding. It's like the man's almost sixty. People lose their hair, so I'm I'm not really it doesn't affect me. I personally think Sting looks great. Looked in good shape. I was very happy to see him. Uh putting him in like a, a multi man tag match, six or eight man match is a good idea. They said he signed a multi year deal. My boy, my buddy, my pal, my amigo, my compadre, Chai Town Matt. He's like, Look at these shirts. I said, Yeah, these are sweet. So they they are they put out well, he had the Sting shirt. AEW's putting out all this merchandise. They got hats, hoodies, a couple T-shirts. I was like, I would love a Sting shirt. And he's like, well, I hooked you up for Christmas, my buddy. I was like, oh, you're the man. So he went over and he said, they've already sold out on, on many of the sizes. This was, you know, right when Sting debuted. And right away, they're selling out on some of the sizes. So uh, good for good for AEW, good for Sting. Uh, probably by tomorrow, they'll probably all be sold out. I'm sure they'll get more, but it's a good, that's a good sign. Ah, uh, yeah, big fan. The music wasn't the greatest. It's not uh, really memorable, the, the theme song for Sting, but um, I, I was, I'm liking it. Sting with, uh, with Darby Allen, good stuff. They had a little, little a stare down, uh, good visual. You know, he's, he's also the dark guy. He's half his face painted. Totally works for me. He's got the history with the Rhodes family. Works. I, I'm into it. I'm really excited. Um you know, in WWE, I don't think Sting won a match. Did he did win one? Didn't he? Have, he maybe Big Show. He had a match with Triple H. He lost, and maybe had one match, and then he lost to Rollins. But not the greatest uh, send off to wrestling. And uh, yeah, you can do some good stuff here. They said multi year deal or long term deal. They said maybe not multi year, but long term deal. So interesting. Uh, Sheeta Sheeta promo on Abaddon. I really like Abaddon's look. So I'm a horror movie fan. If you don't know. And so she's kind of like a Japanese uh, horror come to life in the wrestling ring. Uh, Sheeta's promo, not very good. I know it's, it's her second language, so I get it. Um, she's afraid of Abaddon, which is, is very, it's a little hokey, but um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It goes. It's probably not the greatest person to do that with just because English being her second language, you can't really get it across, but we'll see where it goes. Uh, I'm sure the match will be good. 
Uh, Moxley promo. Always a fan of uh, Moxley uh, promos. Uh, it's good stuff. And I thought it was a really nice little uh, ode to uh, to uh, Pat Patterson at the end when he said, only one thing left to do, make him go banana. And he gave a little wink to the camera. I like that. Uh, by the way, Pat Patterson passed away, an absolute legend in wrestling. Uh, quick little thing, like um, I saw him wrestle as part of the uh, Stooges, so that's not a great, you know, I can't really base much off that. But even at that point, I thought he was impressive for an older guy. You could tell, like, he knew the psychology of, of – of what he was supposed to be at that time. It was fun. Um, but when uh, the precursor to the network was WW 24 seven and they, they had the old uh, house shows on there. So I'm watching them and I get a kick out of them, but the matches themselves are very poor during that era of WWF. Uh, it's mostly just uh, like headlocks and forearm smashes, one bump and it leads to the finish a body slam, a suplex. That's the end. Very boring stuff. Pat Patterson matches of that era. Pat Patterson versus Sergeant Slaughter. Pat, that stuff's off the charts. Stood way out, and it was really uh, ushered in the modern era. Um, way ahead of his time. Moving all around the ring. I'm sure people at that time, they were like, what are you doing taking all these bumps? But good stuff. So, uh, And then beyond that, you know, a huge part of the WWF making the Royal Rumble, um, putting people's matches together. Uh, so many guys, you know, credit him as their favorite agent. Uh, you know, some of the best guys, Bret Hart and stuff. So, uh, so uh, rest in peace, uh, Pat Patterson. Uh, let's see, Moxie versus Omega. So they gave this one a lot of time, started pretty early. And they also told you that uh, TNT was giving them extra time. So if this went long, they weren't going to cut away. So it doesn't give away that, you know, the match is going to end right at, uh, right at 10. Uh, so they have a gentleman's agreement that they're not going to cheat in the match. This was good. This, this came into play throughout the match. I like that. Um, at, so, at some point, so they, you know, they, so they start to lose their temper. This is really old school stuff, honestly. Uh, it used to be like you lose your, you, no punches. As the match progresses, you lose your temper and a guy would throw a punch. This is a similar idea, but brings in the chairs. You think he's going to hit uh, Kenny with the chair, but he doesn't. He sets up two chairs, and they start doing a slap-off. I, I like this. The slaps the slaps lead to punches, and then uh, they just start belting each other, and then the V-trigger uh, front and knee from um, Kenny Omega. Uh, when they're going to the finish, the uh, nitpick is, so Omega's up on the top rope. Um. Moxley gets up to push him off, but but he actually takes the uh, the bump before Moxley gets to him. Uh, Moxley goes outside the ring, throws him into their big heaters that they have, and um, so he throws him back. In, so it looks like they're going to stop the match. All these refs out there, and, and you know, Omega uh, Moxley on this throws him in the ring. It's kind of dastardly thing. The guy's hurt, but he wants to pin him. He doesn't want to just let him. Uh, get the count out of her. Uh, the doctors are checking on him, you know, before he throws him the ring. And then eventually um, Don Callis, who I forgot to mention is on commentary during this match, who's a great commentator. I'm a fan. I've always been a fan. Well, I can't say always. I'm not a fan of him as a jackal, but uh, I was a fan of his uh, as um, Cyrus the Virus in uh, ECW. So uh, Don's out there. Comes down, he grabs a mic. He's like, he's hurt. He's trying to tell the ref he's hurt. Kind of gets the mic over to um, 
to Mo- to uh, Kenny, who then boom hits uh, Moxley in the head. I always liked that as a foreign object. It's probably not really practical. I don't know how much a microphone would hurt, but it's a great noise because it's a microphone hitting the guy in the head. So it goes, it gives that nice pop. Uh, Moxie goes down, got the blood, gives him the one-winged angel. Bam! New champion, Kenny Omega. So then it's all, you know, what's going on? Is he in on this? Him and Don, they go running for the hills, grab the belt, run out of the building. I like this. To me, Kenny Omega is much better heel. I, I find him unlikable. Great matches, but I don't like him as a character. So as a heel, it works. It's much like Sami Zayn, um, where it's a guy that I just don't like. But uh, when you make that a heel and you kind of amp up what I don't like about him, it works. Uh, he was also pulling up the knee when he's doing the, the V-trigger. And, and the commentators were putting out, doing a good job putting over what happened to the gentleman's agreement. What happened to the gentleman's agreement? Uh, so Omega's the new champ. They run out, and then uh, um, Marvez is like, you know, what's going on? And he's like, you'll find out next Tuesday. And he's like, what do you mean Tuesday? AW Dynamite is on Wednesday. And he's like, Look, find out when we're on Impact Wrestling on Access TV. So this, I'll be on. It's just a little weird. So it's cool in a way. You're doing both shows. That being said, you had the, you had a big momentous thing, Sting's in. That really puts over your product like, wow, this is big time. They have Sting. Then you're working with a show that really doesn't have many viewers. It's good. For, I think it's great for Impact. I don't, I don't really know what, uh, what AEW gains from working with, with uh, Impact. I don't know. But I have to say they're not, uh, not selfish people. They're working with, with another promotion. Uh, it's interesting. I don't want to have to watch two hours impact every week, but I, I don't even know if I have impact on my TV. I'll have to find out. Uh, I think it is it on the same time as, as in your head, kind of putting the damper on, on my good times. but it's interesting. Uh, it has people talking. I don't know. I just, I, last time I saw impact, it was like, I understand right now you don't have crowds anyway, but it was sad watching it. It just seems like this done, like dreary, like dying promotion. So it's like, so you got AW, they got sting. They have, you know, big stars, you got Jericho, uh, Moxley. They, then they have, you know, their own crop of guys that are, that are, uh, they guys that may be new to the new crowd. So you're watching, they think this is a big time. And then you're sending them over to Impact, and you watch that, and you're like, whoa. So I don't know. We'll find out where it goes. Maybe I'll love it. I don't know. I'm giving it a shot. We'll tune in and find out. Can't watch it during In Your Head, though. And I don't want to start In Your Head at, like, midnight. What do you do? I'd do In Your Head earlier, but In Your he's like – He's got to take, you know, shits all day. So, I don't know. I'm just kidding. He's a good man. Uh, let's see. Multi-year deal for uh, Tony Khan. Okay. I thought they said long time, multi-year. That's cool. Uh, he's meeting a Sting contract. Uh, Gold, I wonder if AEW could have gotten Sting's old WCW Crow music. That's I don't know. I know W remixed it, but not the original. Probably because I used to think a lot of the WCW music was like um, – you know, just free stuff. I don't like Goldberg's thing is, you know. I don't know, though. Uh, Vince Rudo, Moxley DDT's Omega on the heaters. That's fine, but Omega uses the mic. That's eh, fine. It's wrestling. But, yeah, he was, you know, 
they kind of built up. I, you know, he wasn't just saying him using the mic was bad, but really throughout the match, the gentleman's agreement started started to go away for both guys. You know, they're punching each other, pulling up the, the knees, throwing each other outside the ring. Um, Vince, for the working agreement, would be way better if Impact was actually a channel that most people have. I totally agree. I'm not really sold on this. I'm a huge AW fan, everyone knows, but uh, – and it's not even that I'm not an Impact fan. It's just I don't I don't really see what they gain because it's on a it's on a channel that many people get. It has no buzz anymore. I think if you go and watch it, it doesn't look very high high uh, high tech. Looks pretty lowbrow. I don't know. I don't really don't know what what I don't I don't see what's in it for AW here. Honestly, besides the idea of two, uh, it's an interesting idea. I like the uh, you know concept. But uh, I don't know who else, like, because Ring of Honor is really dead now, too. So there's not really another promotion you could do this with. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But um, who else is there? They got the the Good Brothers. I'm trying to think if there's any other cross, you know, matches you could do. Because I'm not really familiar. Uh, I mean, I, I love um, the Sinister Minister. Uh, Impact is on 8 to 10 Eastern. On actually, yeah. See, I I don't want to start in your head at ten. We'll figure it out, I guess. Um, maybe maybe this week we'll have to do it at ten. I'll have to talk to Incher. Um, he doesn't even show up till nine thirty. He'll be fine. Uh, Vince Rudo. Yeah, they didn't mention it. Yeah, they didn't mention uh, Twitch on there. I don't, see. I'm an old man. I don't even know what Twitch is. I barely know what YouTube is. I don't know what the f- YouTube. They're not connecting right recently. I just have to connect live. I don't know. It's too bad, but we'll figure out. Yeah, future. Hopefully, this uh, just starts working. And if not, what you got to do, folks, subscribe to In Your Head and hit that bell icon. Because if you hit that bell icon every time we're live, no matter if the scheduled link is working or not, you'll get a notification that we're live. And you'll go, hey, they're live. Jackie Jones and Inchman's live Tuesday, or Jack's live on Wednesday, or maybe they're doing a show out of the blue, which I might do. You never know what I'm going to do. Boom! You'll know right away. Problem solved! Like these fine folks here in the chat right now. Hall of Famers, all of them, I say. Man called Sting right there. I have to sneeze. It went away. All right. Jordan Grace. Oh, I don't even know who that is. I know the name, but I really don't know who it is. Uh, Oberstar says they do have some good women there. That's interesting. All right. So, that was uh, Dynamite. Winner's coming. Great show. Really top to bottom. Um, I wouldn't say there's any bad matches. No, all the matches are very good. Uh, the Young Bucks segment, I wasn't thrilled about, you know, the uh, promo and stuff. The sheet, but that's just minor stuff. A uh, really eventful show. Someone did bring up Shaq. It is, it is a little weird. They mentioned the Shaq one time, and then it's just kind of ended. So I don't know if that deal's over with. I mean, I as I think that's big for them, obviously, to bring in Shaq. But uh, if it's a choice between Shaq and Sting, I'd much rather see Sting. But it's weird to have Cody into like uh, potentially big feuds, unless Shaq is on Team Taz. It would even it out. Team Taz of uh, Powerhouse. 
uh, uh, Ricky and Brian Cage and Shaq. Boom. Versus the Rhodes, Darby Allen, and Sting. Who knows? I don't know. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Only way I see it benefits AEW is if Impact allows their guys to work on Dynamite. I mean, yeah, but do they honestly, do they need more talent? They have a lot of guys that aren't even on the show every week. I don't think they really need. Is there anyone in AEW and, and on Impact that would have dream matches in AEW? I don't really think so. So I, I don't think you need more bodies. There's like a lot of people there already, like I said, that aren't even on TV, you know, regularly. So I don't think you really need like more people. They have a lot of talent. So I don't know. We'll find out though. It could lead to good TV. We'll find out. Just uh, my initial thought is I don't really see how it benefits them. All right, so I'm going to get out of here, but I want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Sorry it, uh, we had a late uh, start. Uh, Tuesday will be live. I'm going to see if Fincher wants to do it live after. Well, he probably won't watch Impact. God damn it. I'll talk to Intro. I would like to do it live after live after Impact this week because I would like to watch it live, and then we could talk about it immediately after the show. Um, so that will be interesting. Excuse me. Um, this Tomorrow night on uh, Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I'll be live on Without Your Head with um, – it'll be a good show. It's going to be uh, Susan Nagy from um, Grizzly 2. Now, she made Grizzly 2 in 1983, uh, the sequel to Grizzly, and it's got a huge cast, George Clooney, a lot of people, and it was never finished. Uh, for decades, they tried to finish it. Uh, the director passed away, and then she continued to uh, continue – to uh, try to finish the movie. Finally got it finished. And then COVID happened, so that put a damper on it. And it's finally coming out January 2021, and she's going to be on the show Thursday night to talk about this decade, decades-long journey of uh, getting the movie finished and released. Uh, be really interesting. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and uh, from there, we're going to be doing Doctors of December month, so uh, we're going to have a bunch of uh, guests from uh, – from uh, medical horror films, including Braden, Brandon Cronenberg, the son of David Cronenberg, who made Possessor. Um, and we'll be giving away a copy of this film. That's going to be really exciting. On Blu-ray. Brian Yuzna. Uh, who uh, who did uh, Bride of Reanimator, Society, The Dentist, um, Return of the Living Dead Part Three? Lots of uh, lots of huge uh, movie, a lot of cult uh, classics within uh, the horror genre. Uh, Manny Cotto, who uh, the director of Doctor Giggles, it's going to be a good time. So, without your head all month long, the Doctors of December. This is going to be a fun time. All righty then. I was texting Trista earlier. I was like, Sting is in uh, is in AEW. She's an old school wrestling fan and also likes Lucha Underground when it was on. Uh, when we could, when she could go to shows, she did. She would go to some Lucha Underground shows out in LA, and so uh, and now she's watching. Uh, it's her new favorite show. She's been watching 
Dark Side of the Ring. So, uh, in the coming weeks, I get uh, my friendly creep here, Krista Robinson, on the show, and that'll be a good time. AEW's going to work with that's right, because there's like these people saying that they, they, they have this, uh, they're bringing back WCW, but apparently there's nothing to it, just a bunch of whack. So, oh. But anyway, uh, this was fun. I had a good time. Sorry, late to start. We'll be back. In the coming weeks, subscribe, hit the uh, the bell icon, not the internet icon, not the icon sting, but the bell icon, and you will get all the notifications when we are live. Join the Facebook group. You go to uh, facebook.com slash group slash Wrestling. Follow us on Twitter, and they're never updated. I'm going to get a mark out there to run the Twitter. I've been saying this for a couple of years, but anybody out there who's who loves Twitter and would like to represent In Your Head on Twitter, uh, message me. I'll give you uh, the passwords, and you can run the site. Post about in your head. Don't post bullshit, but post you know good stuff. Be interactive. I'll give you, I'll give you the keys to the Twitter kingdom, and uh, it's good stuff. All right, I'm out of here. I'm rambling at the moment. So good night, everybody. Until next week, this is Jackie Jones, and this is the Jackie Jones Show here at IY Wrestling on the YouTube's.